It's time. It is that time. Time for Styles and Watkins. You can join the show by texting 916-339-1140. Find us on YouTube at Sacktown Sports 1140. It's time for Alan Styles and Chris Watkins. Yes, yes, yes. On a Friday, Styles and Watkins. Sacktown Sports. If it's a payday Friday for you, well, enjoy. If it's not, keep trucking. It must be next <laughs> Friday. As we take you up to 2 p.m., Nate Littlefield behind the glass. He's going to be rocking it out with us. Our dog segment at about 1.30 as we get you ready for King Suns. Chris Watkins Yo. about to take off to Vegas yeah. to see his Minnesota Vikings oh boy. against the Raiders. Yeah. And I would say... Antonio Pierce, you know, started the Cinderella thing is starting to cool off a bit. It definitely is. I would I would say that Josh Dobbs, be careful. I could see, it's been a little bit, you know, he hasn't been running as yeah. much, kind of cooled off a bit. Yeah. This could be a shady good game for Josh Dobbs. I like the Raiders defense, but I would say running the football wise, don't sleep on Josh Dobbs yeah. kind of going back to what he did the last couple weeks. Last week it felt like he wanted to kind of stay in the pocket. I think yeah. they did a good job containing him, but he might break out. Oh, might I break mean, out for you this weekend. I mean, I, I, do I even need to say it? Like, Justin Jefferson is coming back, y'all. Like, I don't Man. think everyone understands how. I mean, it was it was talked about a lot how ridiculous what Josh Dobbs was doing when he initially first came to Minnesota, but he did he did it without the most explosive weapon in football. And while yes, it's been fun to talk about guys like you know all, all the receivers Tyreek Hill yeah. and and yeah Addison and and you know yeah even guys on the Vikings who have stepped up absolutely. But Justin Jefferson is one of the best players, if not I would argue at points I really do believe he is one of the best players in the NFL. He's going to change the way that that Vikings offense looks, and it's been it's been rough to watch. Uh, <laughs> I've seen a lot of people in uh, in Vikings Twitter circles say uh, to watch Josh Jobs, the pastor, not lose his pee. Uh, um, and oh. <laughs> <laughs> and you know it, it's it's been rough, but it's it's also easy to forget that yeah they they have done all of this without the uh, the best, in my opinion, the best receiver in football, uh, even including Tyreek Hill. I, I think Justin Jefferson is just a ridiculous playmaker. And uh, yeah, I, I, think, I think it's going to be a long day for the Raiders. Yeah, I, that I Vikings say, offense is crazy. Yeah, I think it's a good conversation because you do have two guys in Devontae Adams yeah. and, and Justin oh, Jefferson. Man. Devontae Adams... I mean, I don't know if it was career suicide going to the Raiders, <laughs> but he should be in that conversation. And Absolutely. I, and I yeah. think he's not anymore because yep. he's in Vegas and with, with, with Aiden O'Connell trying to figure that whole situation out. So there's a soft rule in, in radio these days where you're not supposed to talk about your fantasy team because right. nobody, nobody really cares. Nobody cares about your But I'm going to break team. that anyway because you brought up Justin Jefferson. Sure. And I held on, Chris. Yep. I held on just like Drizzy. Just hold on. <laughs> we're going home. And I was third, I think, in my league. Yeah. Second or third. I held on for about a couple weeks. Now, I don't really Similar play. Similar story. <laughs> I, I don't really play fantasy to begin with. The buys hit. I was not on top of it. That's really when the season starts, right? right? When the buys hit, I did not handle it well. Justin Jefferson, as as I get back Jonathan Taylor, Justin Jefferson goes out and he's gone. I am now in second to last place. And now, <laughs> so you're telling I, I stopped yeah. paying attention. He's coming back. He's coming back. And it back. doesn't matter it to don't me matter now. For I'm anybody cooked. In fantasy. I'm cooked. Yeah. I'm cooked. Man. I, I'm, I'm in a similar boat. Trust me. I, I I had a couple leagues where I had Justin Jefferson uh, as my guy, obviously. And uh, yeah, it 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 definitely there was a couple. 
couple of those teams where I was sitting pretty at like, you know, five and one, six and one. And then Jefferson goes down, and I'm like seven and six. It's now. a wrap. But, I know. mean, maybe it's not a wrap, but I gotta run the. T- we gotta run the table yeah, we, now. We, got, we gotta figure and the, it out. And the Vikings kind of have to run. Yeah, the it's table about peaking bam. at the right time, right? Right. Exactly. You, we want to be playing our best ball in December. Exactly. Okay. Not November nope. or October. Nope. And we will tell you this much: the Pacers are playing their <laughs> best ball right now. Sheesh. And I know I've I, I've sat here and I've congratulated the NBA on what seems to be a a wildly successful event in the in-season tournament. I'm going to continue to do it because last night was box was office, as, yeah. as Stephen A. would say. It yeah. was box office, all right? And and Halliburton, we're going to get into him a little bit more here after the break, but that was ridiculous. Yeah. You have my guy. I really don't know why he's my guy. Bobby Portis calling out <laughs> this, so call, calling out his team, right? Calling yeah. out the Bucks, The coach. The <laughs> he coach stepped up to the after coach. After an in-season L, That's right? Crazy. This is yeah. this is real. It matters. And you have Damian Lillard. We'll, we ha- we'll have that sound for you yeah. as well. Damian Lillard going on to say, hey, you know, I appreciate him doing the Dame time right. celebration, but be careful and and don't feel yourself too much because things can change. Which was I was just waiting for a beat to drop. It was a little confusing, like, okay. right? Because I said I said wasn't this a little contradictory? And somebody said no, no, don't just read it, listen to it. And then I listen, then I yeah. listened to it, and it sounded the same. It sounded it the same to is me. Contradictory because he's yes. like, yeah, hey man, in in a weird way that is respect. He is showing respect by by saying like, I know what Dame usually does in these moments, right? But at the same time, make sure you're humble in those moments because I won't forget that. And it's like, well, okay, is it respect? Are I've you, had it done to me taking, many a yeah, time. Like, are you retiring? <laughs> how old are you? How old are you? You're 33, yeah, right? Dame Not, never sounded older than no. In that moment, he, but, hey, you know, uh, I've had he's it like, done I, back I, to hey, me a many a time. Yeah. But so, he's ready, man. I love Dame. Like I said, it just feels like every time he, like when he's in that serious talk mode, like he 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 had that moment in the bubble where, funny enough, he did turn it into yeah. a song, or the intro to one of his songs. Yeah, it just felt like he he was again like almost almost spitting lyrics. Like yeah. he was like he is a good rapper though. He really he's is. top tier. No, he's he top really tier. out of. He's probably the best NBA rapper of all time. Probably, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, it's a I don't even bar. know. Yeah, like I mean, because Shaq, Shaq was Shaq fun, but I don't know if he was good. <laughs> Kobe even dropped the song. Rod Kobe Artest dropped the song. <laughs> a lot of people, you know, I believe Javale McGee dropped the song as well. You'll have to search. Marvin it, but, Bagley. Oh man, Marvin Bagley's got some raps. Can I say something <laughs> the about decision. the Dame Time celebration? Sure. Are we sure <laughs> that's his celebration? Because wasn't Isaiah Thomas on the Celtics looking at his wrist too? Wasn't it? Wasn't he king yeah. of the fourth? And it was it time. I feel like a lot of people have looked at yeah, their wrist. Yeah, well, I guess I guess Dame specific because I guess Tyrese really didn't do the Dame because the Dame time thing is to actually tap he, your no, wrist. He, did. he looked at his wrist. He looked at it, but that's to your point. That's what you're saying. You're saying like it's not new to look at your wrist. I would say the Dame time specific thing would be to tap your wrist because you are right. Like Isaiah Thomas, when he was the king of the fourth with Boston, he did used to look at his wrist. So actually, when you kind of think about it, I mean, Tyrese might have, his intention might have been to to copy Dame, but I'm just saying in general, it always always got me because I felt like other people had looked at their wrist prior to Dame. Now, did Dame maybe take it and... Right, That's because, what I'm saying. He put his spin on it. He he actually taps his wrist instead of just looking at it. I see. I we know what Halliburton was trying to because right. that's similar with Steph. He's not the first person to actually do a night 
night celebration, technically. I can't answer that. I, I just, I, yeah. I, you I don't, just block it out when anything. I just, yeah. It. I mean, I, all I, I saw red when Steph did it. <laughs> I will also say, Tyrese, not that. It's uh, not that I feel the same emotion when mm-hmm. Steph. I get a lot more upset, but Tyrese does have a little bit of Steph in him with like the showmanship yeah. of everything. It did feel a little bit like he could kind of take that mantle, not the Steph Curry best player in the league mantle or anything mm-hmm. like that, or most dangerous, but just the guy who kind of will will talk trash to you, right? Like not talk trash, but do the antics of of hey. Mm-hmm. I'm going to not be afraid to skip on your home floor. Just look like you're having yeah. a whole lot of fun and take joy in he got his pops. embarrassing the your pop, team. Pops are just hilarious to me. Pops is wild. And, and He's he, been that way forever, too. I don't oh, know, but whether it's Ja Morant, T. Morant yeah. or Hal Burton's dad. <laughs> or Lamar. Or, or LeVar. Or LeVar. I mean, these guys are kind of part of it, and I, and I think it helps as well just to – let it be a family affair. Yeah. I, I think it helps the players' brands, and I love seeing it. We got yeah. Get he was on with the TNT set. I yeah, saw that. I, I mean, that's how it happened. Now you know. Yeah. Now when Jaw went down, they tried to come down T's road, right. which I thought was unfair. I don't think Team Rance is saying, "Yeah, Jaw, flash, flash the blicky on yeah. on on Instagram Live." That's chill. I don't think that's what's happening. But you know, kids are gonna do what they do. He's trying to. Oh yeah, Jaw's gonna listen to me when he bought me my house. Like, what are we talking about here? Yeah. So. I thought that was kind of out of bounds, but I'm really happy for for Tyrese Halliburton. We'll get into more as far as he's concerned. We're also going to talk about the bad pizza from last night, not for too long. And Suns Kings, can the Kings get it done? No KD, no Grayson Allen, no Bradley Beal. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. Talking Suns Kings, talking Niners Seahawks. And talking Tyrese Halliburton and what your feelings are when you watch him cook. Because as we've talked about, it's only going to get worse in terms of the national spotlight. The better he plays right now, he's doing this on a national level. This is not going to go away. Doesn't so, feel like it. <laughs> so just, just get used to it. You know, I do have a comparison here. And when you look at other teams and franchises The NBA has been around so long that there could be some cities that are more fun than others, depending on what your fun is. Shout out to the James Hardens of the world and the Lou Williams of the world, depending on what type of fun you're looking for. But I would honestly say that NBA cities are really similar to how, how you look at colleges. Now we were, we were talking to somebody during the, during the game, somebody in the media, and they had brought up Sonoma State, right? They had brought up Sonoma State, and, you know, their kid maybe wanting to go to Sonoma State. Now, not too far from Sonoma State is Chico, right? right? And Chico, long time it's known active. as a party school. <laughs> yeah. But anybody that went to Sonoma State would also tell you that we packed that thing too, right? Any college is going to have parties, right? Right. I mean, some party, some schools are party schools, shout out. Arizona State, things like that. But you could find a way to have a good time at any college. And that's how I feel about NBA franchises. You can look around almost every NBA franchise, and at some point they had some greatness that the city connected to right. and that you can pull from. So when I look at 
Tyrese Halliburton and, oh, he's in Indiana, the Midwest. He's not in a big market. How is he going to get people? If you get a place popping, things right. can change quickly. Who yep. would have thought that Damian Lillard, and I know he kind of wanted to go to Miami, who would have thought Damian Lillard would have wanted to go to Milwaukee, the Milwaukee Bucks? Well, and it was a trade, but he was open to that trade. Well, it was because Giannis is there and he changed the culture. So Giannis is, that's a different situation because that was more recent. But when I look at Tyrese Halliburton and what he's doing in Indiana, all of a sudden you're seeing Reggie Miller memes pop right. back up. And, oh yeah, they that that's like the Indiana Pacer that's the Indiana Pacers version of the early 2000s Kings. Right, absolutely. That you can, can kind of connect to. Yeah. So, yeah, are there more storied franchises and cooler, bigger cities you can be in? Sure. But you can have a quote-unquote good time anywhere. Absolutely, yeah. And, and you know, Indiana's a, a place where, especially for basketball, like, you could argue that's that's like the home of basketball. People mm-hmm. love basketball. I mean, from the Hoosiers to, yeah. like, the the – just ask Jerry Reynolds. He was sitting in this chair yesterday. He'll tell you how much Indiana and, and, and basketball are just synonymous with each other. And yeah, if you get that environment popping, I mean, that's what people say about Sacramento as well. Like the, the it's almost a, a benefit in mm-hmm. some ways that they're, it's a small market because yeah. you just feel the passion is different. The level of attention is different. And, and yeah, like you said, if you get an area popping, it, it it's, it all of a sudden becomes yes. becomes attractive. Right. Yeah, of course. When when there's when the team's not good and and there's nothing really to 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 talk about in the city and there's nothing no unifying purpose or goal or thing that we're all watching and rooting for. Yeah, of course it's it's not going to be a good environment. But yeah, it, I think I completely agree that I think the college comparison is is totally fine. You can make the best of your environment. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes, yeah, I mean, if, if you can even uplift it to a level where it's more than satisfactory, right. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So with that being said, and how Tyrese Halliburton has been playing, I know you have some thoughts that have been going through your mind and how you've been feeling yeah. watching your boy cook. Yeah. Because he's cooking it's right cooking. now. It's cooking. That's the difference. I mean, it's, is it's not just like, oh, okay. Right. Like, this is cool. He's a contributing member of that team, and we probably could have used that, yeah. that level yeah. of contribution. It's like, oh, no, this dude is is in MVP conversations, mm-hmm. and this, like you said up top, like, this is just the beginning of it. If like, he beats he's LeBron, just now getting on national television stages. If he beats LeBron. It's going to be nuts. I mean, it's it's going to be insane. I mean, the the amount of talk that there's going to be. I mean, even just last night, they're they're starting to to talk about why Tyrese is is belonging in the MVP conversation, which he totally does mm-hmm. belong in that conversation. But you know, it, it just it feels like, and it always has felt like, the media loves Tyrese Halliburton. Also, they they are in a a rush to make this thing into a thing. Like people. Love his personality. I think they they love what he's about. They love just everything about him. He's a really good interview as well. And so, you know, it's it's been tough to watch this guy's star level, uh, star profile rise to a level that I think at this point, in terms of just like notoriety and, and the amount of, I would say, the approval rating, if you will, it feels like he's even higher than De'Aaron Fox at this moment in time. Yeah. So. It's just, it's just been tough. It's been mixed emotions because I still believe that the Kings, in a way, had to do what they had to do and, and move on from Tyrese. But, of course, I think it's natural to to look at him and be jealous or envious of what could have been here and to think, 
of how maybe the situation maybe could have worked out here. I personally have, have been of the belief that the, the two were never going to blossom to the level that they're at right now if they were together, but who knows? Maybe maybe they could have, and, it, and it's just tough to not see Tyrese at this level and wonder if what could have been. It's, it's just really hard. And, uh, you know, I, I give kudos to everyone out there who's – able to just kind of separate everything and and just fully enjoy Tyrese's success. I think it's awesome. I can't lie to you. It does hurt. It does give me just a little bit of the same feelings I feel towards Steph Curry just because it is a little bit of envious and, and mm-hmm. jealousy that it couldn't have been in our situation. But, you know, it's it's uh, it's just really tough. It's, it's a hard thing to watch, just mm-hmm. this guy succeed. I imagine it's – it's a similar feeling to just watching like your ex this exactly what break is. up and then you know be super successful and find a handsome and you husband broke up with them. and then yeah and you broke up you with didn't them. get dumped yeah. you dumped you said ah like I don't know I just feel like you're holding me back right. and I don't know if, if we're body. making each now other they, now they have better revenge and body. now they have revenge body <laughs> and now they're way more successful in their job than they ever were with you yeah and you're exact not I mean in the thing about the king situation which makes it a little bit more nuanced mm. is. The Kings are also fine. The Kings yeah. found somebody else that they love as well, and they're in a really happy relationship. And, you know, they just re-upped for, for a couple more years. They just bought a house, if you will, yeah. or got a dog or something right. um, with Demonis right. Sabonis. Like, it, it's a it's, nice house. It's a nice house. It's it's a it's a nice property. The they're starting to settle down a little bit, right. you know? And so it's, it's just it's a really weird feeling because, yes, we are happy with what we got, but at the same time, it's hard not to look at what – what the what what your ex is doing over there and not be like dang like could could that have could that have worked with us like could 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 i have like could i have been your your you know your yeah your i don't know whatever you ever (laughs) watch the show insecure yes so isa who stanford's finest so isa in the show her her boyfriend when the show starts lawrence is a complete bum right right he's he's a complete bum and isa says hey you're not going anywhere. This isn't going anywhere. I I don't want. I've recently just rewatched the first episode, so it's fresh in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> we got it. This is not working out. So they break up, and then Lawrence figures his stuff out, right, and gets a good job. And she sees him. She's wow. And throughout the show, they kind of continue to mess around, but it's just never the same. It, it doesn't end up. Sorry, spoiler. If you haven't seen the right, it does. It doesn't end up with with Ethan Lawrence. Sorry, but. The thing is, just looking at, you know, the relationship, what I would argue is that if Issa never dumped Lawrence, Lawrence never would have got his stuff together. Right. You know what I mean? So I don't know if Tyrese Halliburton and De'Aaron Fox could have been this. I I don't know. We'll never know. Mm -hmm. Could it have worked? We've talked to Brendan Nunez, one of our Sacktown Sports Kings insiders. Yes, I think it could have worked. Would he look like this and would De'Aaron look like this? I don't think so. I yeah. think it could have worked. I think it they probably would have still been successful, but it would not have looked like this specifically. Yeah. And, not with and both the, of them. And the thing is, we don't know when that would have happened either right. because, again, it, it wasn't a, a clean fit. It was going to take some time. Who knows if maybe Tyrese would have been at this level, but – it wouldn't have happened until this season. And so last year would have been another wasteland where who knows what happens in the discourse of last year. If Tyrese and and and, and De'Aaron are still, you know, maybe they're figuring it out individually better, but the team still isn't as successful last year, who knows? Maybe, maybe they still end up moving on from one of the two. There's just no way of figuring it out. But I think 
the the biggest thing is Sabonis definitely sped up the timeline. Yes. To me, there was no way that where the Kings were at at that point in the season, uh, I have it written, they were 20 and 35 at the point in which they traded Tyrese Halliburton. That season was already lost. I don't think going into the following year where let's not forget, you know, when they traded for Sabonis, yes, at that halfway point, but then also made the trade for Kevin Herter, brought in Malik Monk, drafted Keegan Murray. The team flipped overnight. I don't know if they would have been as aggressive in that offseason to to be good. I don't know if that sense of urgency or if those same moves would have been made. So it's it's again, it's just a really almost impossible task to try and figure out if it would have worked. And the question is, and we'll I guess we'll know eventually. The question is, did the Kings win the battle to possibly lose the war? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. None of us know, and we'll have to continue to watch and see how this thing plays out to figure it all out. All right, got to get to a break. When we get back, continuing to talk in-season tournament, can Tyrese Halliburton take down LeBron and the favorable calls that we all believe <laughs> that he will get? Him flopping all over the place, Gosh. taking charges. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Live and local. Live and local. This is Sports. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. As we talk Kings, as we talk Suns, as we talk Niners, as we talk Seahawks. And we're talking Tyrese Halliburton here on the text line from the 916. Regarding the Halliburton trade, you have to put into context that the Kings were a 25-win team. The trade had to happen, and I wanted to keep Halliburton over Fox, but Indiana did not want the contract. So yep. Chris has said similar things to that, and that is what nobody's going to talk about, and it's kind of disrespectful to talk about now because De'Aaron Fox is our guy, yeah. and we're going to ride with De'Aaron Fox. But, yeah, I, I think that that was part of it too, right, to get – I think the Kings felt that whoever they kept, very similar to what the Niners thought. We just got to get somebody at the top of the draft, right. whether it's Trey Young or Zach Wilson or whoever, and in this offense, they'll be okay. I think the Kings thought with either guy, as long as we get Sabonis and we put some pieces around him, we'll be good. Now, you know, if Indiana didn't want that contract, that's what it is. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and it, it makes sense. I mean, Tyrese is still making $3 million, like under $3 million. Like he's He's making – minimum contract he's still on his rookie deal and you know with De'Aaron if they would have traded for De'Aaron they have him for the duration of his current contract but after that it's it's open negotiation with Tyrese you have him on the rookie deal and then you have him on the rookie extension which is still not even close to how much De'Aaron's going to be paid we talked about that yesterday he's going to be making 61 million dollars here in a couple years uh Tyrese isn't going to make anything near that for another six to eight years so Mm -hmm. It was the right choice for Indiana. You can't blame them, but um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 an interesting what if for sure. I understand why why people uh, talk about it, but that Texas is definitely right that it just it it was it wasn't even the Kings making the decision of oh we like De'Aaron over Tyrese. It was just Indiana was probably like we're not going to do this deal unless Tyrese is this the is, one involved. Right, this well, is the guy we want. Yeah, and end people, of story. Yeah, people had said, "Hey, which one?" Yeah, right, right. The Kings. Hey, which yeah. one? We we know we need to get something back. Who who are you feeling yeah. more? And that's what Indiana went with. And it's not even a knock on De'Aaron. The money just makes more sense. And we're yeah. talking about a guy in De'Aaron who won Clutch Player of the Year. Right. 
Clutch player of the year. Yeah. So this Kings is, are fine with their end of that exactly. deal as well. And what's going to happen is this thing is just going to, you know, we talk a lot about how Sabonis gets disrespected, but this is this is going into the, the direction of disrespecting De'Aaron, De'Aaron Fox, Fox as well. Exactly. As if he is just, you know, some guy who's just some some regular Joe point guard. When this right. is a guy who, like we're talking about, he is he can will probably be eligible for the Supermax, an MVP candidate in his own right, yep. right? He just does it a different way, which yep. really isn't, too different, and I don't even know on the other side of Halliburton, is it crazy to say that we don't even know if it's sustainable? I mean, let's see what happens to the Pacers this season. That's what I keep saying is it's it's a really fun story, but like Indiana at this point is doing what the Kings did last year, and that's more of, uh, I mean, with their offense, like it still does leave a lot to be to be wanted. Like they don't play T events and no. specifically Tyrese Halliburton is somebody we've been talking all year long about De'Aaron's two way ability this mm-hmm. season, really taking a leap. Tyrese Halliburton is not a good defender at all. He wasn't a good defender here in Sacramento. He still continues to not be a good defender in Indiana. Not saying that that diminishes his total greatness or anything like that, but it is a fact that he still isn't really playing like playoff winning basketball. And mm-hmm. De'Aaron, you could argue or at least his team isn't either, as the Kings have won just as many playoff series as Tyrese Halliburton and the Pacers. But it's clear that the the Kings and the style of play that De'Aaron's playing right now is getting closer to actual playoff winning basketball. We will know so much more by the end of this season. Yeah, about the whole thing. About the whole. The picture. problem is people aren't going to wait for that. No, so no. they're going to be taking right here, and, right now. And if the Pacers don't let win the Pacers thing, win, don't let the Pacers. You'd win. rather the King. I think it's from a Kings um, national narrative perspective. Like the, the problem is if the Pacers win, it just shines a bright light on the move because yeah. it's how did the Pacers get to this situation? Well, it started with this. Where And remember when we all said, and this is national media, not, not me, but right. remember when we national media said that this deal was ludicrous for the Kings to make because Tyrese Halliburton is – this type of player and Demonis Sabonis, while he's a fine player, all this stuff, and he wanted to be in Sacramento, and they just dumped him to the curb. It just flashes a light, and that's not true. Um, Like the stork and a exactly. (laughs) Like a kid on a – whatever. Let's not go there. Uh, It just flashes a a giant light on on the Kings, and if the Lakers win – it doesn't become about the it's Kings at LeBron. all, and the Kings have beaten the Lakers twice, and so it's like, oh, you know, yeah. clearly from the Kings' perspective means a whole lot less if the Lakers win. I, and I want to get to this sound. As cause crazy it, cause as it that is. is the sound. I'm, I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying, don't quote me as saying I'm rooting for the Lakers. No, and I want to get to this sound, but we do have to talk about the Kings because I know they were sitting on their nice leather couches and wherever they live, sick as a Mad. dog watching Mad. this because – the the Pelicans. I mean, why Especially did you Sabonis. even? You know, Sabonis was so mad. Oh he was my like, god! Oh. This should have been us. They should have just kept, kept flying back to New Orleans because they didn't do anything. They, they they might as well have not gotten off the plane. But here is Shaquille O'Neal as we're talking oh. about Tyrese Halliburton. He had some trouble with Tyrese's name. I we don't really get to see you play a lot. It was a joy watching today. I came in, in the green room and I told Kenny, I said, Kenny, Trey is the real deal. Question. You remind me of a So is Tyrese. <laughs> I mean, Tyrese, excuse me. <laughs> you remind me of it, Ernie. It ain't me. It's that damn cannabis behind me. <laughs> it's that cannabis behind me. Got Brother. Me. Anyway. That's hilarious. Oh my Shout goodness. out Vegas. That's incredible. The the Avengers lineup <laughs> just did not disappoint. And that's why Inside the NBA is the best show on TV. <laughs> 
I just I just saw that come through and I just thought it was hilarious because <laughs> Trey Trey you know and and Ernie just well Trey well so is Tyrese so is Tyrese so hey, is Tyrese stop it hey hey I, I, we don't get to see you often but you know getting getting back to the Kings man I know they had to be sick to their stomach watching that. Yeah, I mean, they, they, I mean, it's the fact that the Pelicans just didn't show up, right? It's the fact that it was a 44 point blowout. And again, the Kings have beaten the Lakers twice already this year. You got to feel like you probably would have given that a better battle than what we saw last night. It's tough. And I, I do wonder, though, like, would the Kings, how the Kings would have, of course, how the Kings would have done in that situation? Because we saw last night, and we'll talk about it more, but. Mm-hmm. We saw, like, LeBron go deep into his bag there. That was, like, a 2020, 2018 LeBron performance there. And we haven't seen that against this Kings team. It would have been interesting to see how they deal with that that logo LeBron, Mm -hmm. uh, that that sequence, and just LeBron really asserting his dominance over a Pelicans team that the Kings got physically dominated by. So it would have been interesting to see how they handled that, but I I still think that the Kings would have – would have put together a better performance, which is easy to I say mean, when the team gets beat by 40. Yeah, we've seen the Kings give up a 40-burger, but not to the Lakers. Not to the Lakers. Not, not to the Lakers. You know, if I'm not mistaken, though, when we were together watching the Laker game when it was in L.A., if I'm not mistaken, LeBron went off in that he first did. half. He had a triple-double in that game. He had a 28-point triple-double by the end of that game. The Kings struggled to guard LeBron in that mm-hmm. game. I don't think that would have changed any any more yesterday if right. they would have been in that game. But we've, I guess my point is we would have seen okay primetime game, LeBron first half he is gonna get after it. Yeah. You know that that's what he does, especially in this situation, and he's treating it like it's his March Madness. I don't have you have you heard him talk yes. about that? He was he, like, well, you know, some trainer. So, some trainer walked up to me and said. Uh, you ain't never done Final Four before. No, his or, trainer, not some trainer. Uh, well, or he's got just got random trainers actually. He definitely, just come up to him and talk to him. And he's and like, I, and I saw people saying, uh, huh, "That's kind of cool." I don't know. I, I like that. So yeah, this is kind of like my Final Four. Yeah, this is his my Final March Four. Matters. This is his moment. But we've seen the Kings deal with a charged up LeBron before. Maybe not like that. Yeah, that was but, different because that's again that's playoff LeBron that we saw last night. But That's the, a different level. Yeah, but he got he didn't even get a triple double or anything because the Pelicans just I laid mean, the down. Game was over. They yeah, just he had laid 30 down. Thirty points in twenty three minutes. Yeah, like he he didn't even really exert that much effort. Like they didn't even need Anthony Davis last night. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's really tough to not watch that game and just think Sabonis would have dominated AD and and Fox. They wouldn't have had an answer for Fox and. I don't know. And, and, now, and now we'll never know. And it but, could have been the Pacers-Kings final. And and this is what we've been talking about as it pertains to the Kings and the Pelicans and these quote-unquote bad matchups, right? right? So did the Pelicans just have a really off game and they just didn't have it in the tank? Or did we oversell them? Because we do this, we, 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 we're doing the show, and the day after it happens, all of a sudden – we're getting calls. People are throwing the Pelicans into a group to where, oh, yeah, that's a top four team. Yeah. And we said on these airwaves, I haven't seen the Pelicans do this consistently. No. And they were normally it's about injury. They weren't injured last game. 
No. I don't know if they were injured from what they were doing in Vegas, right. but they weren't they weren't on the injured list. There were no injuries. So we do this and and we watch the Pelicans play. And I had the Lakers winning simply because I haven't seen the Pelicans go on a run and do this consistently. And they haven't been on a big stage like this. And Zion might as well have not rolled out of bed. I mean, we talked about Okay, why the Kings aren't able to lay off of Zion because you do not have that big body. LeBron treated Zion like Draymond. We got to get to a break. Real but, quick, yeah. just to throw this in. Uh, the Pelican, to to build on your point of we mm-hmm. haven't seen the Pelicans do this for a long stretch of time. You know what the Pelicans look like at this exact point last year? Mm-hmm. December 8th, 2022. They were the number one seed in the Western Conference. See? You know where they finished? Not in the number one seed. Not in the number Pretty one. Pretty sure it was at the 10 seed. You want to crown them, then crown them. We'll be right back. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Sacktown Sports. Check us out on YouTube. Search Sacktown Sports and subscribe. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. Talking in-season tournament on this Friday. It's a payday Friday for you. Congrats. Enjoy yourself. Treat yourself. If it's not, hey, I'm your accountant. Take care of business, all right? Just just like this, this is what Harrison Barnes would say. Wear a suit. Yep. Don't spend too much. Only the essentials. Okay, you don't need – do you need that? That luxury car, do you need a car that gets you from point A, point a to, to point B? B. Right. What kind of car do you think Harrison Barnes drives? Um, it's got to be something nice. There's no way it's like a Toyota Camry. I, I was like literally going to say Toyota Camry. It's got to be a Lexus. And yeah, I would Lexus is still a Toyota. It's yeah, dark Lexus gray. is nice Toyota. A dark so. gray Lexus is what I would is what I would. Tinted imagine. windows? But not but not, not too not too dark. Yeah, legal. Not too, legal. It's legal. Yes. Legally but tinted. Enough, legal. He, he's straddling the line. He wants yeah. to run for office one day. Right. So That's right. He can't be doing stuff like that. Right. Probably could. Exactly. Could, don't want that on your record. Probably could. That's what that's what the rumors are that I'm starting right now. I'd believe it. Mm-hmm. I would definitely believe it. Mm-hmm. He's got the look. He's got the look. He's yeah. got he's got the speech for it. He's extremely well spoken. Got the composure. Mm-hmm. Chris, sure. you think he's the most well spoken king you've ever had to cover? I think he's the most like political sounding guy that I think we've ever covered. Like he's just very measured. Everything that he says, he just he's he's very calculated. I, yeah, calculated is interesting, but it, it's yeah. I don't calculated it, usually sounds kind of evil. But it does. There's nothing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing. Or like yeah, like he's yeah he's trying to hide something. People say calculated yeah. a lot for LeBron. Okay, yeah. yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. That it, makes a lot more sense. He's just I mean, I think he's just a really, really smart guy, and I think it just it just very much comes off in, in everything he does. Like he's just very confident in himself and I think he's just uh Yeah. Uh I think he's just a, an overall great guy. Like yeah. honestly, I think that's just kind of what he, I think he's just really well rounded. Now if you <laughs> talk about him on the court, Chris might have something else. No, to I mean say. again, <laughs> I always say his biggest problem is he can do everything. Like he can do a little bit of everything. Yeah. It's a feel-good Friday, (laughs) so I'm feeling good about Harrison Barnes. We'll see if he's my dog, but we can talk about that at 1.30. Did want to get into the Zion piece of this because there is an article out right now from NOLA.com, and it is by Christian Clark. Now, you have Clutch Point saying 
that Zion Williamson reportedly doesn't listen to the Pelicans where they have repeatedly told him that his diet and conditioning need to improve. From what I've seen from the article, I have not seen that literally, so I'm not going to strike that from the record. But what I do have here in the article is this was the first summer where we've seen Zion take his profession seriously like that and invest in it Mm. off the court on his own in a way that I think is meaningful. That was... That was the Pelicans front office coaching staff talking about that. Then he goes on to say, he goes on to say, Christian Clark goes on to write, but at the start of the season, it was clear Williamson was carrying too much weight. Most distressingly, he has not played himself into better shape. Even though the regular season is more than one quarter of the way over, if anything, Williamson's conditioning has regressed. It's not great. That's definitely not great from a guy who's, you know, still still young in his life. And that's the thing is like, you know, when you're young, they always tell you like what your metabolism slows down it, as you get older. It, it, yeah, once you hit 30. Faster. Yeah, right. Once yeah. you hit 30, it, it pretty much is is frozen. Like that's that's the biggest concern is this guy is still a young guy who's probably starting to slow down his mm-hmm. metabolism, but like it it's if his eating patterns or, or whatever, his his conditioning pattern. I won't even talk about, you know, I'm not gonna assume anything about right. how he lives his life, but if his conditioning patterns don't get better, that's the fear is it's you can it's passable now. You're clearly an otherworldly outer space athlete that's allowing you to to still function when you probably shouldn't be able to function at this level. But once you hit 28, 30, whether it be your your bounce just not being there or the injuries really start to pile up and not just, you know, nicks and, and knacks here and there. I'm talking like just too much weight on your yeah, bones and you start, injuries, yeah, like, yeah. you know, you start start messing hips up oh, and no, your, no, no. your knees and yeah. all that stuff. Like just because you you carry too much weight, that's the fear. And that's, that's where I don't know if it's going to get better. If it's only getting worse – it it almost seems like and if if they're saying it's getting worse as the season's going on that feels like you're you're just kind of you almost need a a rock bottom moment to kind of sober him up to to try and turn him the other way like that's sadly how a lot of how a lot of these things end up going when it's when it seems like it's the the train is already rolling down the hill Sometimes it's got to completely go off the rails before before it gets better, you know. Yeah, and Shaq was talk was using a lot of comparisons last night. Cons- I mean, Charles Barkley it was the story of his career too. Right, right. Both of them really were comparing themselves to Zion, and I don't know if I'm underselling Zion, but when I look at Shaq, I know Zion can jump out the gym, but there's a difference between what does Zion go six, six seven six, on seven, a good six, day eight. is what he lists himself as. So there's a difference between Zion Absolutely. and Shaq. So and I, how they can do things. I yeah. appreciate Shaq comparing himself to Zion, right. but to me, I mean, we saw if Zion was in any. Why aren't we talking about Zion's skill set? Right. If Zion was in any better shape last night, does that actually help the way LeBron was defending him? It might. I mean, it might make him a little faster. It Maybe. Might, it might. Yeah. He's got no I mean, right it, hand. Yeah. I mean, I think, well, that's also a whole Zion problem as well. Is yeah. It feels like he hasn't developed as a player. Really. He can't I mean, shoot. he's ridiculous. He's good at what he's good at. Yeah. But again, a lot of his game is so highly predicated on, on his ridiculous athleticism. The fact that he does have his body and his strength, but you top that with athleticism, it's a tough combo to, to stop. But. 
yeah, I mean, he he doesn't really dribble the ball. He still can't shoot. Um, yeah, I mean, his skill set really hasn't developed. He's he's relying a lot just on his natural ability. And yeah. as he gets older again and as he loses his athleticism, his game is probably going to suffer a lot because of it. Like I don't I don't know what Zion is if he's a 6-7, you know, big body who isn't jumping out the gym anymore. He is a he is a more athletic Julius Randle. That's what he is. If he I think Julius Randle's more skilled. No, no, I no. Really I think do. more athletic, yeah. but I would say less skill. Yeah. Right? I would Julius Randle, both left-handed. Julius Randle can shoot the basketball. Yeah. Right? They're both in that tweener stage. Obviously, Zion's more athletic, but Julius Randle has a skill set. Yeah. Zion and has a left-handed. Way better shape. Yeah. yeah. Zion has a left-handed layup. Yeah. That's right it. now. That's it. Right now. So you you it's all connected. Your conditioning is off. So you keep getting injured. So you're not improving. Right. So you're getting on the court. You're just kind of Shooting from the hip. Well, now his team is suffering for it too, because yeah. now it looks like, you know, now you, if if I'm if I were a Pelicans fan, my thought process all the time would be, what would we look like if we traded Zion? Like, what could we get if we traded Zion? Because I kind of like the pieces that are there already: a CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, Jonas Valanciunas base mm-hmm. with Trey Murphy, and you got Jordan Hawkins, you got you, Jose you, Alvarado, you got Najee call Marshall. The Knicks. Call the Knicks. You're solid. Like, yeah, what what can you get for Zion is is something I would think about all the time. I, I mean, speaking of it, we got to get to a break. If if Zion wants to be, we hear all the rumors, right? You want to if the the Knicks want to make this super team and get Donovan Mitchell and Zion. If I'm the Pelicans, I take Julius Randle. Yeah, I would take Julius Randle yeah, or RJ right. Barrett. Take his Duke teammate or, or, or RJ Barrett. Take them both. Yeah. All, uh, <laughs> take them all. Styles and Watkins got to get to a break. When we get back, are we not appreciating LeBron's greatness? What kind of question is that? Styles and Watkins, <laughs> Sackdown Sports.